from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, everybody. You are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. This is live from America, baby. And I am your ever so humbled, God fearing, and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot, broadcasting from the live free or die granite white mountain state of New Hampshire. It's me, it's my boy, producer Eli. And as always, we are geared up and ready for a great show with you guys today. Let's do some live shout outs. Logan is in the building. How you doing, Logan? Ruth55, good morning, TJ1462. How about Agape, Agapent? How you doing? Thank you very much. Piglet1964. Jennifer Webster, God bless you. Thank you very much for being here today. Natalie from Virginia, how are you? Barb, how you doing? Good to see you. SheCat is in the building. Angel Grandmother, how are you? Yamain One. Yamain sounds like Yahweh. I love it. Who else we got in here? We've got MJ Randall, Kristen Donovan, Karen Paver, and it's her birthday, folks, because we got to sing happy birthday to Karen. Anthea and Terry Sue. John Sanjo, how you doing? Miguel Ortiz is in the building. Suzanne, how are you? And Radiant Doll, Cynthia from Oregon, how are you? I used to say Oregon. Oregon. But then you guys all corrected me. Oregon. <laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, where's your hat? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, I'm headed out right after today's show to, uh, to pick up my daughter from camp. And um, it's why I won't be here for this evening's show. And while I'll have a special guest fill in for me, uh, my daughter really, really, really wanted me to go pick her up from camp today. And I figured, you know what? Uh, you only get a few times in life where you get to do this kind of thing. So I definitely, uh, you know, obliged. And, uh, so I'll be gone. And, you know, so that's why I'm kind of, where's your hat? Why are you dressed like this? Come on. Well, that's why. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, please do me a favor and like the video, share the video. Let's get it out there. I'd like to say happy birthday to two people, Karen and Andrew. Andrew, 40th birthday. Karen, we don't ask cause she's a lady. So... If you will sing with me, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Karen and Andrew. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Uh, yes, LFA can do the heavy lifting. 
LFA creators shouldn't have to beg us for likes. Do your part, please. Look at that. We got some warriors in the chat. We love the live chat. Folks, we always follow Ben Berkwam. We always follow Ben Berkwam on his journeys uh, at the invasion of the southern border and, and all through his journey, uh, you know, through the Darien Gap and down to South America to really understand where the migration is happening from, uh, where's, who's fun, funding it, who's guiding it, which NGOs and which government agencies are working hand in hand to make sure that this replacement invasion actually takes place. But now Ben Berkwam is in a very different place. Thank you, Terry Sue. She said she donated to, or she said she uh, shared to 10 places, 10 places. Ben is now in Ukraine. Ben wants to find out exactly what is or is not going on in Ukraine. So let's follow Ben to Ukraine. This is when he first entered. Now, this was not Kiev. This was Lviv, I think. Lviv. Um, and he heard air raid sirens. And to, to Ben, you know, hearing an air raid siren is, you know, something a little scary, I would assume. Oscar is there as well. Uh, RAV sent them there, that, and, and, and they got sponsors to go. That's amazing. And, uh, but to the people of Ukraine, an air raid siren is like, you know, eh, eh. Are they fake? Are they real? Well, we always knew that there was conflict going on, but I think Ben's there to get to the root of it. So let's play this first video uh, from when Ben first touched down last night. Roll it. We've got our first air raid siren. Listen. First air raid siren for Ben, but business as usual for the people of Ukraine. Now, people who are, you know, in love with, you know, sending Ukraine money would say it's business as usual because war is happening nonstop there. And I would agree that there's probably conflict happening nonstop there. But to say war, I mean, really, uh, you know, when I think of war, I think of, you know, people not going to the beach, people... Uh, actually looking at air raid sirens and going, well, is that going to be for this area? Is it going to be for an area that people, you know, people that may be in my family? So then we've got this next uh, video clip here from Ben. If we could pull this up, let's do a side-by-side on this for you guys. And let's roll this clip, and we'll just roll a portion of it. Uh, again, Ben in Kiev now. Hey, guys. Sorry, sorry about that. The, uh, I didn't, uh, nothing happened. I just uh, lost the call. Had another call come in, and it ended the live, so. So restarting that, just want to show you that. So we're down here outside of uh, St. Michael's Cathedral in the square where they've got all of the blown up Russian equipment from the war, kind of in celebration. It's like the, the trophies of war and to uplift the Ukrainian people and to keep them going. So it is interesting, though, just kind of recap the thoughts. So uh, you really have to go somewhere to, under, to get to understand it. And one of the crazy things here, you know, you talk about people... Uh, the society kind of getting back to normal. You're down here in Kiev, and we started in, by the way, 
I asked someone, I was like, why did it, I, growing up, I, we always called it Kiev, and now it's called Kiev. And I never knew why, and I asked someone, and they said, because Kiev was the Russian name. They wanted it, they didn't want to have the Russian name, so they went to Kiev, which is like, I was like, oh, okay, that makes total sense. So it's Kiev now. I always just thought it was a bunch of liberals calling it Kiev, but it's not. Again, you gotta ask the question. So the reason you go places is to find out about them. So ladies and gentlemen, you can follow Ben on his uh, journeys there. And so far we've got, I've, I've seen no interviews uh, with Ben and, you know, citizens of Ukraine and Kiev and all this, uh, Kiev, because uh, that's what it's really called. But you can see as they, they, they kind of taunt out, you know, flaunt the, the trophies of war by putting blown up Russian, you know, tanks and stuff. And I'm sure Russians probably do the same thing. But again, I really do applaud Ben for going there and seeing it for himself. And I think, Eli, it's something we need to do. I think it's something that LFA TV needs to do as well. And I'm not just talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about any uh, area in which there's a geopolitical uh, struggle or something going on that involves the United States of America in the tunes of, I don't know, $200 billion of our tax money while our infrastructure crumbles and nobody can get an on-time flight anywhere in the country. And you're probably right, T-Man. It is probably safer in Ukraine than it is the southern border. You're probably right. So I'd like to commend Ben Awi always for putting himself in any kind of harm's way and going and getting to the bottom of the, uh, the truth rather than relying on mainstream media to tell us. So we'll see what happens there in, uh, in Ben's journeys. I would also like to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight, again, I will not be here for the 5 p.m. show to host it, but we will have a host for Live from America. News still goes. I'm just blessed at the fact now that we have enough great, trustworthy people to fill in for each other when we have to go somewhere. And uh, also, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know that's early for people who do not normally rise up for Rise Up. But if you've seen the movie Nefarious, you will want to join in on tomorrow's Rise Up as we have the star of that film, Sean Patrick Flannery, joining us in that 9 o'clock hour to talk about that film, God, our relationship with Jesus today in America, our culture, where it's headed, where it's been, uh, and all that tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rise Up. I hope to see you there. Okay. Let's get into the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, because God knows we need him now more than ever. So let's go to the verse of the day today, which I titled, Looking at the Face of God Today. Now, you and I know that nobody looks at the face of God. Nobody can look onto the face of God and live. It's not possible we would perish. Our human eyes couldn't do that. But that does not mean there's not a way to understand every curvature and every beautiful characteristic of God's face. And here's how. Verse of the day today comes from 1 John chapter 4, verse 12 through 16. That is 1 John chapter 4, verse 12 through 16. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. 
and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God's ab- God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us, God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Now, before I get to my explanation of these verses, let me just say, there is no way that a stranger can abide in you and you abide in a stranger. There is no way that somebody you do not know can live and dwell within you and with you if you do not know them and vice versa. So right there, we know God. We know Jesus. And I said, when I get to heaven and I get to look with heavenly eyes on God's face, will I, be, will I feel the, the greatest uh, amount of peace and joy and love that I've ever felt? Yes, I will. But I'll also see signs of familiarity there. We've been talking about being light bearers. We've been discussing why we are here in this fight against evil today and what God created us for. It is to show him in us. That's it. It's not complicated. It's pure. It's easy. It comes natural. Why do you think that is? Because it's what we were created for, to show the greatness of God in our daily actions and our daily decisions. Our acts of compassion and kindness will live for eternity because they are done in righteousness. If you want to see the face of God, do And surround yourself with others who also do the heavenly works of God. And in that sense, you will know God. And you'll see familiarity when you finally get to heaven and lay your heavenly eyes on him. For the first time in Jesus' name, we pray. Let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Your lips to his ears all together. One big, happy, joyful LFA family. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I know God. I know Jesus. If God in the flesh, Jesus, walked into this studio, I said this today on Rise Up, right now, I would not say, excuse me, sir, who are you? I would say, Lord, I know you. Can you say the same? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's a great start to a great show lined up. So let's lift up that. Look at that right there. Look at that right there. Let's lift up our cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. Here we go. Yesterday, I reported to you, because of Donald Trump basically laying out the statement to all of us through his lawyers, because he now has subpoena power, he became aware, as we probably predicted many, many times would happen, that the January 6th committee deleted records, deleted documents, deleted evidence and proof that more than likely exonerated Donald J. Trump of anything that they're trying to come after him for now. Or else why would they have done it? Here's an even better way of looking at it. How would we know what was deleted? Excuse me. How would we know that anything was deleted? 
if we don't know what it was. So I think there's far more to understanding what they deleted. And we'll just have to wait and see for ourselves. But you know darn well Donald Trump has that information or else he wouldn't have said it to begin with. Somebody said, Jeremy, where's your hat and what's happened with EnviroCleanse? EnviroCleanse has taken a break from sponsorship. These are really rough months for people to sponsor. They will be back. We love them. They love us. And the hat, I'm, as soon as I say, I got to go, ladies and gentlemen, and I leave, I have to go right to get my daughter. So I'm just, uh, that's, I'm going to be gone for like the next seven hours on the road. So uh, uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump last night gave an interview um, to Eric Bowling on Newsmax. And I just want you to see what he said about this, about this deleting of records, and he calls it a crime, which it is. But there's a reason why Donald J. Trump is choosing his words to say this when he says it, roll the clip. You know, now that we have the subpoena power, because we now have subpoena power, all of a sudden the J6 committee, the unselects, I call them, everything was deleted and destroyed. The documents, everything was deleted and destroyed. That's a criminal act. So all of that stuff, all of that nonsense you watched for a year and a half go on with all Democrats and two so-called Republicans, but they were worse than any of the Democrats, Kinzinger and Cheney, uh, it's all been deleted and gotten rid of. They deleted it because they didn't want anybody to see it, because the real answers were there, but they didn't want to report it. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help him God. And he will get to the bottom of it. You know, Hillary did this too. And she faced nothing for it. How many times has Donald Trump been right? How many times if when he has chosen to out something, when he's chosen to give a statement on something, when he's chosen to bring something out to light for the American people, how many times, two months down the road, three months down the road, four months down the road, Has he been right? He's right about this too. It is a crime. And I have a feeling that whatever it is, Donald Trump will get to the bottom of. And especially with subpoena power now, we're going to find out a lot. Let's keep it coming. Every dark deed done by these evil, disgusting swamp donkey characters done in the dark darkness of, of, of the evil night, it will all come to light. And we're already starting to shed a light on so much of it. I wish we could shed more of lights. We could if we had more people willing to hold the lamps. But too many people are afraid. Now, yesterday, during my two-hour special, because I filled in for Pete Santilli yesterday, so I did the 4 p.m. and the 5 p.m. hour, I had Derek Evans, who was a political prisoner for January 6th on, and we talked about the many outcomes, the, hype, the, the I guess, the reality of, of a few different outcomes and then maybe hypothetical situations that, you know, we kind of just dove into more just in deep discussion. And one of those um, possible and plausible outcomes would be whatever Matt Gates is talking about with giving Donald J. Trump congressional immunity. So I asked Derek Evans, you know, if he knew anything about that, you know, from inner circle conversation, and he said he doesn't know too much about that. Well, folks, we now know a little bit more about this outline Uh, that would be a bold plan that would give Trump congressional immunity from Jack Smith's case against him. And we knew that Matt Gaetz was the one who was going to, you know, introduce this. Now, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little upset with Matt Gaetz and many others right now. And not for being rhinos. I don't think Matt Gaetz is a rhino. I think if anybody is a Trump or Matt Gaetz is, 
100%. I just don't like the lack of courage when it comes to motion to vacate. But let's get into this because we now have a little bit more on this thanks to Warner, Todd, uh, Houston from the Western Journal. Republican Matt Gates has put forth a bold plan that would, could blunt the Democratic harassment of Donald Trump and expose some of the left, left's worst abuses that's at an all-time high. On Tuesday, the Florida congressman challenged his caucus to take action to stymie the constant indictments against Trump, which are a little more than election meddling, thinly disguised as justice. Matt Gates wants to call special counsel Jack Smith to account for his actions and to offer Trump immunity by having him testify before Congress as a whistleblower. If Donald Trump testifies in front of Congress as a whistleblower, then he will have the same immunities as a whistleblower has by coming out against any government agency without any kind of worry that they would be prosecuted for any reason whatsoever. I'm worried that too many of my Republican colleagues in Congress are infected with the same loser mentality that infected Congress in the early days of the Mueller investigation. Gates wrote in a Twitter post, Quote, this isn't complicated. If House Republicans take action, Jack Smith could be the first prosecutor to bring a case while under criminal contempt himself. Attorney General Meritless Garden Gnome Garland could be subject to impeachment if he refuses to enforce the criminal contempt he said. Goes on to say Speaker McCarthy could set up a select committee tomorrow, bring President Trump in for testimony, and grant him immunity Bing, bang, boom, done. The, Congress, the congressman fleshed out his plan during an appearance on the Charlie Kirk show. So there you go. Bring Donald Trump in. Kevin McCarthy could do this right now. Bring him in. Grant him whistleblower te- uh, immunity for his testimony about what the heck the government is doing, and nobody would know better than Donald J. Trump. Not because they're doing it to him, but because he was a president himself. He knows a lot more than he's saying or that he's allowed to say, but as a whistleblower, oh. So this, ladies and gentlemen, would be turning around what the Democrats created, a whistleblower being having immunity, back on them, and it would allow them to be Trapped in the same trap that they set for all of us. So I don't know. I have an idea that Kevin McCarthy will not do this. But if thousands of people light up Kevin McCarthy, even if it falls on deaf ears, day after day after day after day with the same demand. Folks, this should have happened yesterday. This should have happened yesterday. So what I'd like to do right now is give Matt Gates, even when I'm mad at somebody, I can acknowledge uh, their good work. Please, drum roll, Matt Gates, incredible move, bold move. Let's make it happen. Cap it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are powerful enough House of Representatives to make this happen outside of Kevin McCarthy. There are people that can put a lot of pressure because they got a lot of favors they can call in. Let's go.
this Kevin McCarthy character, he may be even worse than Paul Ryan. He may be proven to be worse than Paul Ryan. Why don't we call McCarthy? I would suggest you do. We've called him many times on this, on this program, and I've called him many times off this program, which I will do, but I've got so much to get into today that I don't want to just take the time up to do it now just to get somebody to say, would you like to be going to this office? And then have somebody say, well, would you like to leave a message for him? Yes, I'll do that, but I'll do that after the show. I'll do it on my way to pick up my daughter. You have my word. 3,616 people watching, ladies and gentlemen. We have 934 rumbles. Please click that thumbs up button. Please share this. Let's get it out there to the world. Yesterday, I want to show you something. This is incredible. If I just have a minute here. I want you, I want to go to the leaderboard yesterday and I want to show you what you guys are capable of without me doing a thing. This is yesterday's leaderboard on Rumble. Now I'll remind you that on Rumble, the leaderboard is not based on how many overall views you have. It's based on how, how many uh, overall rumbles you have because it's about audience engagement. You guys see some big names up there, right? Some big names at number one, two, three, four, five. Look at this, number eight and nine. This is what you guys did. Live from America yesterday is number eight and number nine in the top 10. Why is this so important? Because this is on the front page of Rumble for 24 hours. And if anybody... In the world, the millions, the tens of millions of people that are on Rumble that see this, they go, hey, maybe this is something I like. Boom, they get the truth. They come in. They become an LFA family member because that's how sticky this page is. Meaning, we give the truth and the truth shall set people free. We also yesterday took seven of the top 50 spots. That's why it's important for you guys to jump out of my show and even like the other shows because we took over 14% of the leaderboard yesterday. That's not Jeremy Harrell. That's not Sean Ferris or Mike Crispy or Anna Perez. That's you. That's the LFA family. Keep it going, folks. This is why it's important to sign in. Now, Peter Ducey did something really good yesterday. He actually cornered Joe Biden and pressed Joe Biden on the Devin Archer payments testimony. And, of course, you know Joe Biden. Oh, I did nothing wrong. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I did nothing wrong. Fox News still does have some good people there. Peter Ducey, I believe, might be one of them, but let's roll this. New Mexico, where President Joe Biden just answered a question by our own Peter Ducey following last week's uh, Devin Archer interview. Peter Ducey is in Bellin, New Mexico, for us. Uh, what did you get, Peter? Sandra, we got a first-of-its-kind reaction to that testimony. Nobody has asked President Biden yet about these allegations from a former Hunter Biden business associate that uh, Hunter would call his dad, then the vice president, and put him on speakerphone to chat uh, uh, with his business associates. So at the conclusion of this event, I had a chance at the president's invitation, he waved us on over uh, to ask him. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them, talking business. Is that what? I've never talked business in anybody. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. And so he wanted to talk about the transition to a green economy. Uh, he did not want to talk about that, but it does now conflict with the sworn testimony of Devin Archer. Devin Archer went under oath to talk about these speakerphone calls. Uh, some of the Democrats that came out of that 
room where they were listening in private said that the president was just talking about the weather, but he's saying that they didn't talk at all. Back to you. So uh, somebody said, you know, Peter Ducey asked the question and backed off. He didn't press harder. I agree. But you, uh, I, I would imagine that if you want to keep your standing in media, uh, being able to be that close and be able to have access to the presidency, um, I, I imagine there's a, there's a, a line to toe. Um, I imagine there's a line to toe. I wouldn't toe that line. That's why, that's why we have a problem even going to Trump rallies and we're friendlies to Trump. You see, people are really afraid of raw. People are really, really are afraid of people who push back and go, we're not going to take that bullshit excuse for an answer. That's why people like us will never, ever, 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 ever be allowed anywhere near the uh, White House press secretary room. Uh, but that's okay with us because we report the truth regardless. Now, so, you know, that was it, uh, Peter Ducey. He's come back, and that was one of the first questions he asked. I'll, I'll take it. Now, moving on. Donald J. Trump, also in that interview, said he will not sign this ridiculous Rhino National Committee loyalty pledge required to attend the debate. See, this is their way of keeping Donald J. Trump away from the debates. And at the same time, they will say, he won't come to the debates. Chris Christie's entire life depends on Donald Trump joining these debates, not that he would want to anyway. But the RNC says, oh, you got to sign this pledge. you got to sign this pledge. President Trump announced yesterday he will not sign any pledge to back whoever the Republican nominee will be. I wouldn't sign that pledge. He told Eric Bolin, I'll show you the video in a minute. He further indicated that he had already decided on whether to attend the debate and he would announce his plans next week. Most likely, he's already said he's not going. But this is, the, this is the rhino. These are these scumbags. This is how these losers operate. Signed our pledge. Nobody wants to sign your stupid loser pledge. Who wants to be the, the, the smartest moron in the room? That's what they want. I'm not doing that. And he's obviously right. Who would? Oh, I'll just blindly follow anybody you tell me to. That's establishment. That's what we got away from. I'm glad he's not signing it. And I hope he doesn't go to the first debate too. Roll it. I mean, I have a problem with the debate for another reason. I wouldn't sign the pledge. Why would I sign a pledge? There are people on there that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have certain people as, you know, somebody that I'd endorse. So they want you to sign a pledge. But I can name three or four people that I wouldn't support for president. So right there, there's a problem. Okay? Right there, there's a problem. Right there, there's a problem. Of course. Of course. And by the way, if Donald Trump wanted to go to this debate and didn't sign their stupid little loser pledge, their little honeycomb hideout pledge, their rhino pack. But he said, I still want to come to the debate. They'd let him come and debate. The ratings are too important to the people putting it on. Of course they would instruct him, let him on the debate stage. He owns the Republican Party and they know it. But guess who did sign it? Guess who did sign it? Ronnie Meatballs. Ronnie Meatballs signed it. Governor Ron DeSantis has officially signed the 2024 GOP loyalty pledge. Yay, I'm gay. This means he will support the Republican nominee even if he does not win the primary. Well, this is going to come back to bite him in the arse. 
because they're all going to have to vote for Trump. I, Ron DeSantis, affirm that I agree to appear in only primary and general election debates that have been sanctioned by the Republican National Committee. Pursuant to a rule, blah, 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 I acknowledge and accept that if I fail to sign this pledge, and if I participate in any debate that has not been sanctioned by the people who want their fingers on the scale, I will not be eligible to debate or participate in any further RNC-sanctioned debates. Ooh, threaten me with a good time. <laughs> what a loser. Additionally, I affirm that if I do not win the 2024 presidential or Republican nomination for President of the United States, I will honor the will of the primary voters, and I will support the nominee in order to save our country and beat Joe Biden. I further pledge I will not seek to run as an independent or write-in candidate See that? They want to keep Donald Trump from doing that too. Nor will I seek or accept the nomination from president for any other party. Ron, Ronnie Meatballs, gay Eli, right? Eli's laughing in there. He knows what I'm on. I'm a loser. Ah! I'm a loser. And oh, I'm not what I appear to be. What is happening? I sign your little. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sign this pledge as if it means something. It's worth. It means about as much as the integrity means to the uh, Republican Party. Ronnie Meatballs. Gay. <laughs> anyway, folks, I think it's time for a sponsor from a not so gay company, Field of Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, Field of, Gene, Field of Dream, uh, Greens, if you drink it, will purge the gay right out of you. I'm just <laughs> oh, I'm doing that on purpose. I ought to stop. I ought to stop. I'm ruffling feathers, Eli. Field of Greens, doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, brown, black, white, doesn't matter. Field of Greens will work for you if you're a human. Because it gives you the... <laughs> It gives you the daily amount of fruits and vegetables that you're supposed to ingest into your body in order to be what Mike Crispy calls a mean, green, globalist fighting machine, right? Let's go! There he is, exactly. Mike Crispy drinks it. Look at him. The sun doesn't have as much energy as Mike Crispy has. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Anyway, folks, I'm drinking mine. I hope you're drinking yours. We drink it every day. We stay healthy. We do, ladies and gentlemen, put the appropriate amount of fruits and vegetables that God wanted in Adam's and in, in Eve's body as well. We're, going, we're taking it back to biblical days. And in doing so, we're making ourselves extremely healthy. Extremely healthy. And another not-so-gay company that supports us here on LFA TV, although I don't know why they do. Actually, I do know why I do, they do because of you guys. Because you guys actually trust their products. And you should because they're money, money back guaranteed and... And... Made right here in America. And a portion of your money goes to America First Freedom Fighting Veterans. So whether it is, I need to make sure that my family is protected against power outages. You got your solar power generator that can do a whole house. If you've got a couple of them, you can probably do your whole house. Is my family prepared when it comes to food shortages, supply chain shortages, NWO trying to take over the world? Yes, I am because I've got a four-week or a one-year survival kit of food. What you going to do now? Waters, food, bug out bags, survival kits, solar power. Declare your independence today. 
4Patriots.com, promo code LFA for 10% off. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA for 15% off. And both of the links are in the description of this show. Click them and go there today. Savvy Granny said, I just got seeds from 4Patriots. Bing, bang, bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. You're setting yourself up to be an individual again. Declare your independence. And please, ladies and gentlemen, help me share this video as we're moving on to the next segment, which is the city of Minneapolis. How many of you live in the once great city of Minneapolis? Raise your hands or near it. Because if you do, law and order is disappearing so fast that they're going to call it law, uh, lawlessness and disorder. The city of Minneapolis, much like other areas in this country, they're losing police officers faster than they can hire them. If you are losing police officers, law enforcement officers, faster than you can hire them, you must ask yourself, why is this happening? Why are these police officers leaving in droves so quickly? And when you find out that the answer to that problem, if all you have to do is ask these police officers is, we are not able to do our jobs. How are we supposed to do our jobs with one hand uh, tied behind our back for the little pay that we get putting our lives on the line when we're not backed up by our, um, by our government, by the state police, by our congressional op- uh, officials? So you see lawlessness running rampant all over the country. At the same time, we're being invaded by people who have no idea what our laws, culture, or standards are, or even our language. Police officers are leaving faster than they can hire them. Where do you see this going? I want to pop up the Rumble chat here because we've got a lot of very common-sense, freedom-loving American patriots here. Where do you see this headed if this continues to happen across these beautiful United States of America? Let's go see this. Murderapolis. That's a good nickname for it. My brother-in-law is a police officer, but in a small town here in New Hampshire... God bless him for his service. Makes me wonder if Mike Lindell will pull his company out. Not coming good. It's jeterly. That's what that means. Lawlessness big time. Private police eventually. Illegal immigrants will enforce the law. In Illinois they will. Very dangerous situation. Not, if not deadly. 1776. I like that answer, Tommy. Desolate towns. Obama and Mike started all of this. Yes, they did. We don't go to Minneapolis at all unless the granddaughters have a sports event. Lots of Somalis live there. That's true. Martial law. Jeremy, stop saying the war in Ukraine isn't real. We have missionaries there. I can tell you it's happening. I didn't say the war in Ukraine wasn't real. The war in Ukraine is not a war of the magnitude that the world is trying to sell it on in order to rob us dry of money and make this country, which is a known Nazi-infested, corrupt, evil country, into NATO so that they can protect themselves and the people that enrich themselves from that country. Yeah, there's not a war of that magnitude going on there. And if there was a war of that magnitude going on there, that war would have ended a year and a half ago. 
So yes, there's a conflict. I've said it many times. Are people dying? Of course there is. But it is not nearly on the scale that this country wearing their stupid Ukraine flag lapels have sold to the people to rob us blind of $200 billion plus and indebt us into a never-ending war like in Afghanistan and everywhere else in the Middle East. Yes, there is a conflict that might borderline be what you call a war, but not on the magnitude. If there was, people wouldn't be sunbathing and shopping. It would be gone off the face of the earth because Putin could wipe them out at the snap of a finger. So I will continue to say that it's not going on there. And I guess we'll find out from, from Ben, won't we? How, I guess Ben will tell us the truth. Because Ben will be there. And I have a feeling that this war is highly oversold. Bait and switch, baby. Now yesterday, speaking of lawlessness, I reported to you, and I'm not mad at you for saying that to me, by the way. I'm in a, I'm in a very passionate and heated discussion here. I think we could do that here on LFA TV and be okay. Now moving on. Talking about lawlessness, I told you yesterday about the residents of Brooklyn being done with Mayor Eric Eighth Gray Adams, right? If that wasn't enough, that he's taking over pu- uh, public parks in Brooklyn. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't stop there. And it's going to go all the way to taking over fully Central Park. New York City is now planning to convert soccer fields on Randall's Island Park into a shelter for 2,000 more illegals. You're going to have tent cities everywhere full of people who do not know that they should not rape women, who do not know that they cannot sell drugs, who do not understand that them peddling their wares on the streets and making people feel guilty because they understand the feeling or mindset of the American into buying stuff from them will put local stores out of business. It's a recipe for a disaster. Now the public park of Randall's Island is going to see, going to lose its soccer field, all of them, as the city plans another shelter in place for another 2,000 illegal aliens. Boy, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice, folks? I think I've got a report on it here. I think I can show a quick video of it here. Yep. Perfect. This is from local uh, CBS News there. Roll it. In a frantic search for more space to house asylum seekers, the city is now considering building a tent city on Randall's Island once again. The move comes as officials say more than 95,000 asylum seekers have arrived here since last spring, 2,300 in the last week alone. The city has already opened 194 sites and 13 relief centers. CBS 2's political reporter Marsha Kramer here now with the latest on t- the latest developments, at least today, on this crisis. Marsha. Well, Maurice, believe it or not, the city has considered 3,000 different locations to house asylum seekers. But with migrants now sleeping on the street around the Roosevelt Hotel, officials are eyeing four popular soccer fields that could be home to an eye-popping 2,000 people. 
all options are on the table for us right now. Deputy Mayor Ann Williams-Isom admitting that the city is once again considering erecting a tent city on Randall's Island, but this time they want to use four popular soccer fields on the southern part of the island. You know, I wonder why they don't do this for our homeless vets, Eli. Why haven't we used public property to, I don't know, put up little tiny houses and help our homeless veterans who fought for the freedom of this country? I mean, or, or, or how about this? How about let's go even beyond the homeless veterans and, I don't know, American citizens that are homeless. Our homelessness is crazy. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, screw them. Screw them, says Mayor Eric 8th Grade Adams. I tell you, we can't take them anymore. Please put them in your house, and if you don't, I'll just take away all the public property because I'm the pinnacle black male. So now we've got a dumb dumb award to give away, and that dumb dumb award is going to go to none other than Merrick. Oh, so no, 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 we don't want to hear that no more. Five days. Mayor Eric Eighth Grade Adams, roll it. (laughs) Homeless veterans, folks. Homeless Americans. Not homeless illegals. All right, we've got uh, 13 minutes left of the show, and I've got some quite a bit of news to get through still. So uh, did Bernie Sanders funnel $200,000 from campaign money into his wife and his son's nonprofit organization? No. I never had a job in my life. Me and my wife, we work hard off the taxpayer dollar. We love socialism, even though capitalism has made me and my family millionaires. And I've got six houses and six cars. I've got a $200,000 sports car that I drive around Vermont. He wouldn't do that, would he, Eli? Democrat Socialist Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders apparently moved $200,000 from his campaign into a nonprofit institute that employs his wife and his son. Sanders frequently demands that the rich pay their fair share i got to pay their fair share. And rants against capitalist systems. (laughs) But has done extremely well for himself. Financially in the process. Now this report also raises questions about the nonprofit in question. And what it actually does. Because Bernie Sanders quietly funneled $200,000 from his campaign coffers to his wife's nonprofit institute. Which appears to do very little work. And pay six-figure salaries worth of compensation to her and her son. You know, we got to work hard for our money. What's that song? I work hard for my money. I work hard for my money. You wrote rape novels and you slept on people's couches until you got voted in the mayor of Burlington, Vermont. And that's all you've ever done, you worthless sack of crap. The Independent Senators Committee cut out two $100,000 checks to the Sanders Institute for reported charitable contributions in January and March. (laughs) FEC records show it. So maybe, ladies and gentlemen, they need to be investigated. I would assume they probably do. But what about uh, Joe Biden's energy secretary? Wouldn't she need to be investigated as well? You might say, why, Jeremy? Well, Secretary Jennifer Granholm sold off $1.6 million of holdings in an electric bus company after... 
Biden visited the firm. So the last two days, I have showed you a, an EV company go bankrupt. Another EV company loses a half a million dollars on every high-end smart luxury car that they make. But they're being subsidized by the government because we hate capitalism. And now we've got a U.S. energy secretary selling off a $1.6 million in, um, in stock from an electric bus company named Proterra in May of 2021, shortly after Joe Biden visited the virtual, uh, made a virtual visit to the company, but long before it declared bankruptcy. And why the hell does an energy secretary have a, a $1.6 million of money in stocks in an electric bus vehicle company anyway? But boy, she sold off that money real quick right before it went bankrupt. So I think that needs to be investigated as well. If you live in the state of California, you're about to be downgraded as well. Just like the United States of America went down from AAA a week ago to AA plus, <laughs> right? The S&P now says that California might be downgraded in its state credit system because of out-migration. What is that, Jeremy? That means the people with the money that pay the t- t- taxes, they're gone. We don't want to live here anymore. We're going to go to a red state like Florida, like Texas. So because so many people with money have left California and so many people with no money are coming into California, the S&P Global is now about to downgrade the credit status of the state of California, which is, I think, like the sixth or seventh largest economy in the world on its own. How far are the Democrats going to take it? All the way to nothingness if we let it. All the way. So we can't let it. It's that simple. And one way to make sure that it doesn't destroy you if you live in California and maybe you're retired Maybe you've been saving for your children. Maybe you've been saving for after you've gone and you want some legacy. There's no better legacy to pass down than real gold and silver. And if you pass down non-bullion coins, if you, like, there's bullion coins, right? That means gold and silver and platinum and platinum that's basically in circulation as currency. But if you go the route of getting gold bars or silver bars, you can pass them down through your family without it being taxed without the government taking a death tax, without the government raping and robbing your family of any wealth that you might have left, that's another way to pass wealth down through your family and not worry about it going to Vladimir Zelensky. Goldcode.com slash live. 855-559-3433. You can even go there and chat with them online, but I highly suggest chatting with them in person. Do it today. Pass it down. If you got something to pass down, don't let it be the U.S. dollar. I can tell you that. Not till, not till Trump comes back and reverses everything. Goldcode.com slash live. Get, request a free kit to get started today. Folks, we're just approaching 4,000 people, and I got to tell you, we've got an update on Cary Lake. Yesterday, I reported to you that there were reports that said Cary Lake was already building a Senate staff up, uh, a staffing up for a Senate run. 
And I said, well, I guess that's, I guess that's, uh, I guess that rules out her VP, uh, possible VP position, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Lake came out last night and her team denies the reports that were put out yesterday that she is staffing up in preparation for a U.S. Senate run in 2024 and will remain focused on her election lawsuit, but says she would win the Senate seat if she ran. And like I said, all these rumors are floating around. People are saying that she's staffing up. She says, I am not. So I wonder, is that just to tell, look, I'm completely 100% focused on my election lawsuit and this is on the back burner, so I'm not gearing up to do this yet? Or is this saying, look, I'm focused on this, but I'm also focused on the election with Donald Trump. I guess that remains to be seen because she's come out and debunked those rumors. So take it for, uh, for what it is, but I, uh, I tend to believe uh, Carrie Lake, that she's not gearing up for that. She's focused on other things right now. Folks, if you could all do another round of sharing. We've got five minutes left, but we've got breaking news coming up, so we're going to need you to share, share, share. Let's get over 4,000 before the end of the show. As you know, this election fraud case in Michigan is heating up big time, ladies and gentlemen. And yesterday we talked about the multi-million dollar fraudulent Democratic company known as GBI Strategies, LLC. Well, ladies and gentlemen, overnight we got, you'll never guess where their headquarters are. You will never guess where this GBI multi-million dollar strategy corporation of the Democratic arm, you'll never guess where their, their headquarters are. The firm connected to the police report that was covered up in the Michigan since the 2020 election has multi-millions of dollars flowing through its books, and yet its reported headquarters is nothing more than a brick house. On Tuesday, Patty McMurray and Ben Wetmore put a piece together regarding a police report that GOP leaders uh, in the state, Phil O'Halloran and Lori Scribo, reportedly uh, recently obtained. Let's move on to, there's, it's talking, it's basically bringing you up to speed as to what we talked about yesterday. But I want to get uh, up to where it is. The police found one location in Michigan, partially completed voter registration forms, Pelican cases and rooms with semi-automatic rifles, ballots, unsigned ballots, fraudulent ballots, blah, 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 blah. GBI Strategies, LLC, is a left-wing campaign consult company run by Gary Bell, ladies and gentlemen. And they found this location in Tennessee. Big shout-out to Sean Farish in, in, in Tennessee. Gary Bell has a limited presence online. He keeps a low profile despite his impressive resume. But, ladies and gentlemen, they have... They have uh, They have located one of the many residences or many uh, places that they're operating from, and it's an actual brick house, just a small house like you and I would live in. We have a picture of this. It's in Cordova, Tennessee. Let's see if I've got a uh, picture that I can bring up. This is incredible. These people, look at this. Look, there's the house. There's a little house right there, a little house on a prairie. Cordova, Tennessee is where this company is headquartered at. The address, if you want it, is 5809 Pfeiffer. 5809. Oh, no, no, excuse me. The one in uh, Cordova, Tennessee is 8241 Floral Spring Drive, Cordova, Tennessee. But then they found another one 
in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, at the location of 5809 Pfeiffer Dr. Alexandria uh, Drive, excuse me, Pfeiffer Drive, Alexandria, Virginia, 22303. So, folks, I have a feeling that this operation is running multiple states with multiple little small house headquarters. I love following the money, don't you guys? Oh, it's so great. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I got to leave you, and I got to leave you with something strong, something powerful. Share the video. Let's get it going. Let's go now. And so we have David Clements. Thank you for joining us. David Clements, slave. That's what I am to this system, to your corruption. Hi, I'm Bill Gates, chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Well, as your supervisor, I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to cast their vote. And we found that the 70 vote centers that were impacted by the printer issues did not impact one part of the valley more than the other. This is outrageous. This is a national crisis. And you're giving people two minutes to address a national crisis. And the way that you guys can just sit there, it's disgusting. Watching you pledge allegiance to my flag was disgusting, the way that you sold us out. You said you don't have the statutory authority to do anything. You're going to take a yes, no vote. What does that tell us? Yes or no. If it's just yes, then why are you here? Why are you here then? You have discretion. And when you certify something, you're saying that it's trustworthy. There's nothing trustworthy about this. This is theater. It's optics. I was a longtime prosecutor. I went after drug traffickers. This is vote trafficking at its finest. I've seen the criminal element. You are vote traffickers. You are vote traffickers. Criminal. What are you going to do about it? You've sold us out. You've sold us out. You've sold us out. So we're not here to be civil. You're worried about language. We're worried about our voices being stolen and never getting a fair election again. That's what we're worried about. So a curse upon you, a curse upon all of you, you smug, smug people. What, you got, a, you got a, another chicken for him? He's burned down, Mr. Hickman. You got another chicken farm to burn down, Mr. Hickman. Remember that? We're bringing all this back up because things are about to get juicy, baby. Look, I got to go. I'm sorry I will not be here tonight, but please give the LFA family the love they deserve. Like their shows. Watch their shows. We will have somebody filling in for me tonight. I got to go pick up my daughter. I got to drive hours and hours and hours and hours to do it, but we're going to have great times to talk about God, so that reminds me. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Mike Crispy and Unafraid, producer Frankie, are coming up next. They've already started, so I got to go. Thank you for all your donations. Thank you for keeping us afloat. Thank you for keeping us funded. Thank you for keeping us in your prayers. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close. And whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Got to go. Peace out.
tomorrow, 9 a.m. Nefarious interview. Be there. Rise up. 9 a.m. I love you. God bless. Peace out.